Hey Northwest Arkansas, welcome to another episode of Hey Hey NWA. This mm-hmm. week, yeah, Zach's moving his shoulders, doing yeah, the happy yeah, dance. Yeah. We're still, we're still doing this thing. Isn't that exciting? Uh, <laughs> exciting or shocking? Um, combination. Combination. Butterflies in my good. stomach. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this week we actually had the opportunity to talk to some founders of Bike Rack Brewing Company, specifically Steve Altain and Jeff Charlson. Now, these guys are on a team of, I want to say, six uh, other founders that, six founders total that all started by Crack Brewing Company. Um, how many years ago? Like three, oh, four? Yeah. It's, well, five. I think they were, I think they were talking about five in the podcast, actually. <laughs> you know, I don't actually know. That's, that's for the viewer, the viewer, the listener to figure out. Here's some homework for you. Yeah. We gave you homework on the last one. <laughs> so might as well give you more homework on yeah, this one really. but this one we dive into a lot of different areas we dive into a lot of advice about small business specifically the development of the bentonville area and northwest arkansas as a whole mm-hmm. um, and also just how bike rack is unique and how much they want to preserve the culture there yeah uh what's fun for me in in talking to these guys is you and I and Elise frequent bike rack so much. Like, honestly, though, it is our it is our spot. That's the spot we end up yep. inevitably every time. I, we know every single person that works there by so, name. So as we were talking in the interview about some of the people who work there, we actually do know all these humans yes. who work there, which is the best to hear their names come up. But it was great talking to these people who have actually really had a big impact Mm -hmm. on our experience in Northwest Arkansas. Absolutely. Um, So I thought that was a lot of fun and really great for me anyway, to hear some of their perspective on creating what is now bike rack. It's kind of like meeting your heroes, except for it went well. Uh, Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I've had some unfortunate run-ins with heroes before that. It's really sad. It is sad. (laughs) Just made a big old dummy on myself. Big old letdown. Yeah. Local letdown. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, they were not a letdown. They were not. Can confirm. They were great. Um, So, hope you guys enjoy this interview. I don't think there are any swears. Swear warning. Sorry, listeners. More swears. More bad words. There are wordy dirts. It's fine. Uh, you should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> There's wordy dirts. Wordy dirts. You can count them again this time. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a super high density of There's swear not words. A, yeah. There's just a couple. There's, There's not a crap ton. Swears. <laughs> just a little sprinkled, sprinkled in there. It's peppered. It's yeah. peppered with some stuff. Some dirt. Alrighty, dirt bye. Words. Enjoy enjoy the episode, kids. Hey, Northwest Arkansas. Welcome to another episode of Hey, Hey, NWA. Uh, this time we have the pleasure of having Bike Rack Brewing Company founders, uh, Steve and Jeff, on our show. So if you guys want to kind of give a little background or introduce yourselves. 
Yeah, so my name's Jeff Charlson, and uh, right now um, I'm working, uh, getting a, helping getting a brewery up and running, Bike Rack, and uh, also working some on the side for a Startup Junkie out of Fayetteville, so working with some other entrepreneurs, but uh, been kind of heads down, um, going through the grind of, of getting something open right now. And I'm Steve Otan, also one of the founders of Bike Rack. Um, same, same as what he said, a lot of administrative and... Uh, I think we went through this first time, what, three years ago. And so we've, we've lost a little bit of our knowledge, but we've, we've gotten through most of the regulatory hurdles now. And so we're well on our way there to you getting go. it open. And so, so did you say both of you are fairly administrative? Well, right now it is, I think just because of the, the process of getting, getting the brewery open, there's a lot of regulatory hurdles, both federal, state, and local. Gotcha. How so, long have you guys been working at getting Brightwater open at this point? Oh gosh, it's, I mean, we've been—I've been sitting in meetings for a good two years. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Good grief. Yeah, I mean, we, we've had equipment bought. I mean, we we put down payment on equipment well over a year ago. I can tell you, Steve and I went to Nebraska, Nebraska to go look at our equipment that we ended up purchasing. November? Yeah, or no, it was, it was early December 2015. Yeah. Holy oh my cow. God. So it's yeah. been well over two years in Good planning. Grief. But it, it's a um, it's a really big undertaking and a mm-hmm. really um, over-the-top environment when you guys get a chance to come come check out the whole 8th Street Market, Brightwater thing. So it's it's they've been planning Brightwater, frankly, for eight-plus years. Wow. Goodness. Wow. Yeah, oh, my gosh. You guys blown away. Okay. Mm-hmm. So much planning. Yeah. <laughs> so much cash out so early. Yeah. 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 Good, yeah. For real. Well, and I was just curious, since you're both fairly administrative, who the wild child in the in the founder ring is. Uh looking at us who who which which what on which would you guess more? <laughs> Steve's our I get, idea I get the guy. Beard and the sleeve. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Steve's definitely the most creative of, of the of the group of us. Yeah, I started out there with ideas. You want to defend that title? No, no, no. It's good. It's good. I, I think it's. I think this environment, um, it allows for that. I mean, we've got, we've got art, we've got trails, we've got beer, um, we've got Walmart <laughs> headquarters. Yeah. But but I think yeah, it's 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 been fun. How much do you think uh, Walmart's being here and its presence in Northwest Arkansas has contributed to the success of Bike Rack overall? Besides funding it in the first place. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, um, I, I think with the generation, uh, the family members that are, they're kind of taking, um, you know, over, I don't want to say over, but we're really kind of leading a lot of the, the innovation here. I think it's more of that legacy uh, of Walmart. I think really Walmart wanting to, to have a younger um, professional, you know, focus, but then having, having places for people that do come here. Cause I think Jeff, you could probably attest coming here 20 years ago that you know, all the stories, nobody wanted to, nobody really wanted to come here. They went to Fayetteville, but I think that was a big piece. So Walmart kind of seeing that and the, the next generation kind of really embracing that. I think that, I think that was a kind of probably lit the lit the fuse, if you will. I think the thing too is Walmart's created a lot of really good jobs in this area. I mean, people have disposable income. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, what's 
happened is we have demographics in our favor here. Hmm. Um, we ha- we have people who will go out and and spend five dollars for a craft beer in in a in a in a brewery, and um, and that helps. Uh, you know, it's it's I always I always like to say I'd rather swim with the current than against the current. And Walmart's created a lot of jobs, and a lot of people have moved to this area not just because of Walmart, but all the vendors, all the different support roles that get created because of because of that. And so you said you've been here for 20 years? 16. 16. Okay. I've and been here Steve. like 10. Steve's trying to date you. He's no, I, I rounded up. Sorry, man. He, he started when he was in his teens. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how have you seen, I guess, the culture transform to even be welcoming of a brewery in the first place? Because, you know, it's been fairly dry so yeah how long so long how long ago was it a dry county how 2012 i think with the election that that election cycle yeah less than five years yeah Uh, uh, yeah right around five years okay okay wow well i mean i can tell you it it wasn't that long ago we used to go down in the square i mean when i say not long ago maybe seven eight years ago we would go down in the square to the only restaurant open was station cafe Mm -hmm. it was it was pre-table mesa and literally on a Friday night, we would be the only, the only vehicle in the whole square. Really? Wow. So, so you would not, I mean, even if, if it was a wet county at that point, you would have never dreamed. <clears throat> I can tell you five years ago, if someone would have looked at the location, our first brewery is in on <laughs> a street there and say, we're going to put a brewery in this granite shop, which it was before mm-hmm. everyone a little would have looked at you and said, are you insane? Um, <laughs> It, this this town has has radically changed in the last six to seven yep. years, um, in a way that I, I think if you if you haven't lived here, it's it's really hard to to even comprehend. It's right. been exponential, yeah, in the last eighteen months, two years. Would you say that's primarily Walmart? Do you think there are other factors that are at play? I think, I think the trails. I think I think it, the museum, the trails, mm-hmm. the it's getting layered. The the museum or not the museum, but the restaurants. Yeah, I, I would culinary. say the Walton family themselves have made a huge investment into this community that's yep. that's had an impact that I don't think I ever thought it would. I mean, Crystal Bridge is when it started. Steve, you were living here. Yeah. You never would have imagined it had the impact that it would have had mm-hmm. on this community. And then some of the other stuff, like we're going to be looking, you know, right out our, I guess we won't have a view at it, but right next to where we're at is the new contemporary museum of Crystal Bridges. The old craft I mean, plant. The yeah. old craft plant. People don't realize that's going to have a monumental effect in this town. Mm-hmm. Just, just like Crystal Bridges did, right? Um, in, in, in some of the other investment, I mean, the trail investment is just oh, is yeah. phenomenal. It's wild. I mean, I was sitting in Bike Rack the week of the uh, International Mountain bu- yeah. Bike thing yeah. that week, and it was just wild to see people walking in there from all around the world who were there to ride trails, you know. And I was like, oh, Mike Ab was right when he said if you live here and don't have a bike, it's like living on the slopes and not having skis. Um, I've heard him say that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see, but then what amplified that was sitting in the tap room and being, and the place was full of people from all around the world who are like, we're here to ride bikes. Yep. You know, that is wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. One of the unique things we've seen and Steve, I know you've seen it too, but on weekends now at the brewery, you get mm-hmm. a lot of people. And one of the questions you ask them is where are you from? Because mm-hmm. you you can tell by the way they walk in, by the yes. way they act. <laughs> Have you been here before? And in this town, you know, less than less than five six years ago, I mean, literally Walton Boulevard would shut down on on the weekend. Mm-hmm. 
And this town now has become a weekend destination. People yeah. will come here either for art, they'll come for for mountain bike or for, for different things. For and, and you get Kansas City, you get Chicago, you get Tulsa, Little Rock, and, and it's it's a destination for a, just a really enjoyable weekend. And and we just, we see it. Yeah, tons I met of a people. I met a group of guys, not a not a big group, maybe three or four, that they are regularly coming down from Minnesota, ten hour drive. Minnesota regularly Minnesota, coming regularly from coming down. That, I mean, they said this is kind of this is this is part of what they're doing now. Wow! And I was like, that is amazing for the trails <laughs> oh or for... Just for the trails. Yeah, okay. yeah, just for the trails. Mm. And I and as I'm back out on the trail too, you know, you you'll see. It was not too long ago. He and I ride. We'll ride Kohler. Um, he's he lives over by Kohler now. Okay. And I was about to head out there the other day, and there was a group of people. Now, mind you, I'm not professional by any means but there were some people that were geared up and 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 it surprised me because they asked me hey do you know anything i'm like well yeah you know like a local <laughs> ambassador you know take oscar's loop and you know you start to mm -hmm. you know so there are a lot of uh you know us that have been here for a little bit that can can do that and can identify those people as they come in yeah there's a couple of experiences i've had that really opened my eyes one was going skiing colorado this winter and dropping 170 dollars a lift ticket and at, and at the end of the day um, realizing that I like mountain biking about as well as I like mountain biking. <laughs> That's very good. Um, and, you know, I, I would have been better if I didn't have to spend 10 grand for a family to figure that out. Um, <laughs> right. But, but the other thing I realized, it was just this past week I took, we went vacation up in the upper Buffalo, and there's great mountain biking trails here. But what I really like about our hills here is they're not super, super tall. So you're not just going down all one time and then thinking, okay, I got to pedal a thousand yeah, feet back yeah, up. Yeah. Um, I really like how they're up and down trails. They're challenging. Mm -hmm. You, you, um, you don't really ever, you don't feel like you've got to pedal up for 20 minutes at any time mm -hmm. on our, on our trails. And that's, I, I took that for granted in, as well until I went on vacation, you know, even in a different part of Arkansas. Yeah. Do you yeah, guys have recommend? Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's a good design. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have recommendations for favorite trails up here around Northwest Arkansas? Well, I mean, the back 40, um, I've hit mm -hmm. quite a few on the back 40. And, and, and again, I think it's one of those two. I mean, not that I don't think either of us would claim to be, you know, professional at this. We're, we're both, you know, kind of cut our teeth on some of this up here. But, you know, the, uh, the, the blue trails, the, the blue diamond, um, you know, there's like Flow Ride, there's S-Bat. There's some that are up on the... Even Blowing Springs, um, there's a group that I go out with that'll start in Blowing Springs. And there's just, you know, like he said, there's just not, it's not super technical, but then there are, is some. And if people, you know, if it feels too much, they get off and walk, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know. No yeah, wrong. my idea of, I mean, I have a tough time finding a, a, a better one. I like riding around Crystal Bridges, riding around, um, you know, all that area, simply yeah. because you can then pop into downtown and grab a beer or two yeah, really quick sure. and real easy. Um, and it's kind of fun riding around downtown. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they've just added some new ones down by the wastewater plant. Yeah, by, yeah. All all yeah. through there is 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 really nice rides, and, and it's gorgeous. Uh, up there Lake Atalanta, spectacular, and oh, Rogers yeah. too. Mm -hmm. If you hadn't been over yeah. there, and drive, riding Fayetteville's great. I mean, the whole Northwest Arkansas. Is so it does it does really lend. I mean, beer and bikes. I mean, that's kind of how we got started. <laughs> I mean, the name, all of that was because of you know some of the. The, the the forefathers and mothers i guess of mountain biking here you know we would brew beer we donate it for the epic rides 
And, you know, I mean, there was just a lot of people that really wanted mountain biking to be successful. And you look at Colorado, you look at the beer community there, you look at mountain biking, skiing, things like that. I think just being outdoors and it's not about overconsumption. It's about just enjoying good craft beer and, and, and your surroundings. Yeah. So you mentioned something there that I now want to jump into. How did Bike Rack start? How did all this get off the ground? Yeah, that was that was kind of it. And it was. It was about the time that, that we talked about earlier when, when the county was wet. Um, one of our other partners that, that's not here, well, two of our other partners, one, Joey, he was a home brewer, and he taught us how to brew. <laughs> so it, it, was, uh, it was kind of one of those you know, meetings of fate. Andy, one of our other partners, was a neighbor. And so we just started started getting together at the house, um, brewing beer. And, you know, when you, when you start to brew at home, you make a lot of beer. I know it sounds weird, but you can't really consume. I mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you're making five, 10 gallons of beer at a time. Yes, so right. the best thing to do is invite a bunch of people over, but then with the mountain biking, um, the Epic, the, the Epic ride, was like a 36 mile it started at, it started on the square in Bentonville go all the way up to Missouri and come back. Goodness. Now, for those that didn't want to go the long, there were there were a couple places you could just turn around and come back. But after that, um, some of the guys at Fat Tire would get together. They would they would you know do a crawfish boil or, or jambalaya. Golly. We started bringing beer and and so that was you know you think back like Jeff said with with the restaurants and all of that, there wasn't a probably a huge consumption of craft beer um, in this area. We were what I don't I don't know what order we were in Northwest Arkansas as far as breweries opening, but even when we were opening, there you know was only a handful of breweries, um, you know Fayetteville predominantly. Right. So mm-hmm. we looked for a style that a beer that was approachable, you know. And so those those were some of our early offerings. Mm-hmm. And so when people come in and they're like, you know what, I'm a big fan of craft beer. What do you recommend? And then we have our golden, um, and then we have our IPA. We have our amber. All good styles for yeah. So it started in a garage. Started in the garage. Wow, as any good startup <laughs> does. I mean, you're yeah. in leagues with Apple there, starting in garages. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So then, so bike rack starts up. Jeff, you worked for Walmart. Is that correct? Correct. And now you work at Startup Junkie. How? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a um, entrepreneur in residence for Startup. Junkie, oh, okay, so, so you... I will help. Yeah. So I. I I do work with them and I also uh-huh. work uh, with bike rack. Do you work with other startups then? Yeah. Well, how has the experience of opening a brewery affected the experience of helping other entrepreneurs out? Um, you know, the, the thing about it, that's funny. I've worked 25 years in corporate America, fortune 500 and more people are interested in the stories of starting a brewery and working in startup and <laughs> no one gives a crap. You know, it's like I was a VP in corporate America for eight years at Walmart. And it's like, yeah, no one gives a crap. <laughs> um, no one wants to ask about that. Um, well, you yeah, know, we can talk about thing. that later. Here's the, here's the thing. Doing anything startup is, is really hard because, mm-hmm. you know, you go in with this, vision of romance and in a, in a plan that, that, you know, is really seems really strong and seems really tight. And, and I think that that reality is if you really knew what it was all going to be like at the beginning, you maybe wouldn't have done it. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, man, I'm glad I did it, but it just, it ends up being a lot different. And it, in some ways, um, it, it's just a lot of other startups. So they want to talk to someone who's going through the same things because there's pressures. There's, you're talking, you're telling yourself one thing in your head, this is never going to work. This is, 
this is never going to happen. Um, and, and then there's a lot of things, you know, people want to talk about how do you, what's the best way to raise money? Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and why I like working for startup junkies, they're funded by, um, by nonprofit, by federal agencies and mm-hmm. nonprofit agencies. So it's not like they're out there asking a startup to fund it because a startup doesn't have any money to go to a consultant. Mm-mm. No, they don't. Um, so, so, uh, it's kind of fun to, you know, to go talk to other people. I love, you know, I work with them quite a, quite a bit talking, you know, okay, how are you going to raise this? You know, talking about who's your, you have to have people who are different in a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's tough because you have to be different to really be successful, but then you can't let the dif- differences implode the business. Right. Um, you, you have to have any, you know, we, we'll joke. We, we have our finance guy. Yeah. And he started, you know, he's in his mid thirties. He started without a gray hair and now he's the grayest of anyone on the team. <laughs> <laughs> and he worries. Don't edit that one out. He worries. <laughs> yeah. Do not edit that one. But he worries about everything and he freaks mm-hmm. out and he looks at worst case and he, you know, he gets emotional about stuff and it's like, yeah, that's tough, but you have to have someone like that. Yeah. Steve is definitely the artist, the idea guy of the group, um, coming up with pushing, hey, what about this? What about that? You know, and then, you know, you see, so there has to be respect between the two. Um, mm-hmm. And I think any good startup has to have, you know, the yin and the yang, and there has to be some form of tension. You just can't let the tension implode yeah. and kill you. Right. Hmm. We've got good operations guys. Jeff, good operator, but a good CEO kind of, well, no, but looking at the big VP. picture. Good VP. Good VP. No, it, and it does. I mean, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, add on to that is that we also saw, you know, as we grew this too and got to the next phase that we needed quality. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we were all students of other breweries. Um, Jeff has traveled and, and went, has gone to a lot of them. Joey's gone to a lot of them and travel. And so we took, we took a lot of that back and we understood that quality was going to have to be something that we focus on. And so now we've really looked at kind of how do we round out that team. Um, and so we've got some good, we've got some good folks on right now that, that can really handle that. And, you know, we're always, we're always checking our ratings. We're always <laughs> mm. asking people, but you know, it's, it's, it's improved considerably from when we started. Um, so that's a good thing. Quality in terms of teamwork, quality in terms yeah, of everything. Okay. I think quality in, in teamwork, but you know, in 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 our offerings, in the consistency of our product, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and people. I mean, I know we'll talk about people too, but that was the other thing that I would also say about startups. That you know, we all, you know, our day jobs may manage people, but in this case, I think the big aha moment for me was that we're actually providing livelihood for people, Yeah, you know, a, a great, a good wage for an area. Um, so there's a lot of that community building that we, uh, you know, that we've really focused on when we look at our folks. Um, I think when we, when we first saw when some of the people that we met for the first time, maybe they were working in a different location. We saw they had something special, talked to them, you know, or they approached us, whichever way it came. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's a, I think it's a positive thing when people are coming to you and saying, you know what, I really want to work because I heard good things, yes. you know, yeah. of, of what you guys are doing or where you're going. So that's, that's a true measure of mm-hmm. success. I think. I don't know if Peyton and, or I, who's going to be first to say it, but the community around bike rack is incredible and has been incredibly receiving to the two of us Mm -hmm. since we've moved to Northwest Arkansas. I think all my best friends either work or 
exist in that space. Yeah, I'm like friends with everybody walk in. I yeah. know who's working the bar like yeah. by name. It's just incredible. We have really appreciated what Bike Rack has been in terms of community. The fact that you brought that up is really exciting to hear for us, I think, because that's kind of worked into the system on you guys' part. But we as customers feel that and have experienced okay. that, and we appreciate that a ton because I think both of us have felt at home in that space. Um, and I think that's primarily because of the people that you guys have decided to bring on for sure. So, And I think that's a good point too because – as people do relocate here or they visit having a, a sense of, of, of home, mm-hmm. you know, or a sense of community, I think is, a, and, and yeah, I think it reflects well with, with our current, I think we're going to continue that into the next one and with partnerships with Brightwater and all of that. Yeah. It's probably the biggest concern that our, our group that works for mm-hmm. us um, has is okay. As we open the new one, are you guys going to change everything and become a bunch of jackasses? <laughs> are you? No. Okay. <laughs> fair question. No. I mean... no, it is a it is a fair question. Um, but you know, it's we've got a formula that works. I mean, it's true. It's amazing. You know, if you trust people, listen to them, uh, treat them all like they're owners of the business and mm-hmm. partners in the business. You know, you you typically get pretty good results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what you've been able to encourage um, in your role at Startup Junkie? Like that's, you know, a drum you're able to beat pretty hard. Um, at- I end up freaking people out at Startup Junkie. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, be, because, I, I, you know, what I talk about is um, one thing I use it as advantage. You know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, we, we're a family business and all that. Well, to me, what a family business means is when my oldest kid I'm, I'm not, but when my, let's say I've got an older child who's completely worthless, completely no value added, everyone who works at that place is going to look and say, oh, I wonder when Jeff's kid's going to come and take over the business and ruin it. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah. there's, I mean, so to me, I'm like, don't, don't tell me you're a family business. Um, you know, not to look at some of the breweries here, but when I, around the country, but when they say family owned, family operated, I'm like, is that a positive for the other people who work there? It's mm, a good I mean, point. I, what we want is, um, you know, something, something where people feel like they're going to be listened to and they can take action. Um, and, and we, a lot of times we'll say, you know what? The customer isn't first. We don't follow the Walmart mantra. It's actually the employee. You're first. We trust you and we give you the benefit of the doubt. And there's examples of it. Some jackass goes out there and gives some bad rating because someone snubbed them at the bar. Yeah, there's probably a reason for it. And we're not going to go in and start ranting and raving at him. We're going to say, oh, man, look what happened here. I'm sure there was a reason that this happened because I know you, this would never be the case. And it's like, it's amazing when you give the trust to the employee and you say, you know what? You come before the customer. Mm. Um, Not that the customer isn't important, but those people who say the customer is number one and most important, then you treat your employees like shit. uh, It doesn't work that way because the employee is going to treat your customer the way you treat your employee. Yeah, it's just it, it's the rules of nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. yeah, they yeah. will, they will. <laughs> a lot of wisdom right there. There is, yeah. there's a ton of wisdom. <laughs> They'll just, they will produce what they've been fed. You know, it's yeah. almost like you get good meat from good cattle that mm-hmm. are fed well. Yep. You know, it's the same thing in business. Wow, that was a really bad. That was a really that bad was a really bad <laughs> metaphor. For yeah, that. but I, um, I think you can see it. You know, sometimes if if you go into a place. And, and you don't feel that, you know it. 
Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I think that's, that's something as, as the ownership team, we're always just kind of, you know, bouncing off each other. Um, where do we like to go? You know, do we like to go have coffee at a certain place or we like to go eat. Well, it's usually, I'm going to say it's, it's a lot of times because of what you guys just said, it's because of the people, there's a relationship when you walk in, you're like, Hey, you know, welcome back. And yeah. All that. And also yeah. one small, very subtle thing that I've noticed is the places that I enjoy to go, the employees are even there when they're not working. Yes. That's a yes. big deal. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've noticed at Bike Rack. And that's so true. I hadn't thought about yeah, it. I yeah, drove, I drove by right now and I, I looked over and I was like, ah, yep, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> not all is. of you guys are working. Yeah. Some yeah. of you are here hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the other thing too, and this is tough when it's an owner because it, when, the, when an owner, there's, you know, it's, no one has enough money to go do any of this stuff. So it's always going to be tight and it's always going to be, um, emotional, but when things go wrong, when things blow up, that's the one chance you have to show your employees that they matter Hmm. because sitting in some meeting and spouting on and on about how, you know, employee number one, all that, that's just horse shit. What they really want to see is when, when something bad happens when in, 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 when we talk about it, we've talked about it different times. That's our opportunity as owners to actually show that we're not full of shit. Hmm. Could you give an example of that? Um, well, it could it could be it could be anything from, you know, we lost a batch of beer. Yeah, um, that's a great example. I you mean, know, I mean, like something didn't ferment well, and we talked about quality. And at the end of it, you know, we're not sitting there saying it's your fault, it's your fault, your fault. We identify what the problem is. Um, is it something that's correctable? And then you know, if we have to dump the beer, then then we do it. And we don't like. I don't even know how many times it's happened. Not that not that many, um, but but when it does, it's. I don't think our employees are, are, I don't think they're like, you know, am I going to lose my job? Mm. Yeah. I'll give, I'll give you a specific too. So we got, you know, I don't know when you made this, maybe one you have to edit out, but um, we got, <laughs> so, so it was a really busy night. Um, and we accidentally, one of our waitresses, one of our bartenders uh, served someone under 21 and got busted because it was a sting. Mm. How do we respond to that? Because the second time we do it, we can't serve beer anymore. We we're pretty much out of business. Um, and to me, that that's a pretty good example of how are you going to react to that? Yeah, you know, you're going to come in there and give a big long speech and go on and on, and you know, it's more, hey, this is all our livelihood, and um, we got to hold each other accountable. Yeah. And and actually, it's much better if you allow the people working there to give that speech back to everyone else. Hmm. So. Now, thinking about the future and moving into a space like Brightwater, what's the dream? What are some hopes and dreams for that space? Well, and also you have Josiah on your roster. So I want to hear about that as well, in addition to the location. So Steve's like five years ahead of me with all the different ideas (laughs) that are way out there. He's the the dreamer, right? Uh, No, but but for us, um, we want to be really, really relevant to Arkansas. Okay. Um, so some of the steps we're going to be taking, what, what, what I figured out coming into beer, it's all about the product. It's all about quality and product. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to think of the mentality of leading with marketing, but in beer, you have to lead with product. Hmm. Um, it, and so for us, we feel we've got the right location. Um, we feel we're in the right, um, when, when it opens, we've got the right amount of space. We can produce in a day what it takes us to produce in a month now. Holy cow. Um, yeah. and, and, and we believe at even a higher quality because of the equipment we've purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel we've got the best brewmaster in Arkansas without a doubt. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean that to 
to to be cocky or braggadocious, but Josiah is really I, there's not another one I would take other than him. Yeah. Um, he's passionate about beer. He dreams about beer. He's educated. He thinks, you know, um, and we're going to let him loose and, and, uh, you know, we're going to be packaging, we're going to be canning. So we have the ability to create, um, scale. And then we have the ability to let him play with a lot of unique, different beers. Um, one of the reasons why we're adding 24 taps in our new location is so he can get experimental. Hmm. Wow. 24 new taps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just getting really excited. It was easier to do that the first time than it was to come back and put something in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, without a doubt. Back to his construction. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's been a uh, yeah, learning. But, but we're, we're excited about that. I think, I think first steps, we want to be really relevant to Arkansas and especially mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas. Um, the thing about craft beer, and, and I love the industry. It's a unique niche that you know people drink it one night and they can go back and drink it again the night next night. I work for GE where you sell a light bulb and they don't come buy another light bulb for a year and a half again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we we're in the experience business um, as as far as where we grow and what we do from here. I, I don't really know. We'll probably look at different things. Yeah, um, I mean, it's probably going to be community based. Yeah, community I mean, based. I mean trails it's you know we've already i think for the last uh couple years like we mentioned before with the uh with like organizations like fast um i i think some of it we can predict but some of it we can't um so we don't we don't know exactly but you know with the production the canning things like that we will be able to We'll be able to be um, not only known in Northwest Arkansas, but Fort Smith and Little Rock, you know, some of the other other areas, and even uh, a small portion outside of the state. I think um, will be uh, obtainable with that. What is it? You mentioned the word relevant. What does that mean? What does the word relevant to Northwest Arkansas mean to you? Um, the way you guys talked about going to bike rack today, that to me means we're relevant. I want to be, how do we make that print bigger and bigger from the, mm-hmm. from a place, from a can, from now you're going to go down to, you know, go down and buy a six pack at the liquor store. It's like, I'll oh, bike rack, man. You have, yeah. It's an emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. We want to create that and keep that. Um, I, I think beer is an experience. And I, I think, especially with the way the world's going, experiences are what is, is becoming more and more important um, as far as businesses. So, you know, I look at aspirational breweries. We look at, you know, um, out in San Diego with Stone, they're putting in a mm-hmm. in a, in a uh, hotel in their brewery as a part of it. You know, you go look oh, at what wow. Sam Calgione has at, at Dogfish Head. They've got a Dogfish Head in. They've got a whole, um, you know, a whole theme around it. So, so it's not crazy to think, hey, you know, we may do something stupid and go buy some place and call it a bike rack Airbnb, where you you know come mm-hmm. here. You've got bike rack, you know, you've got mountain biking, you've got beer, you've got a great culinary scene, you've got a great mm-hmm. art scene. You know, you, you're, you're steps away from fantastic rafting and, and rivers out in the Buffalo. Mm. Um, so it's it's maybe looking at partnering and doing things like that's more experience-based. There's, there's a lot of really great breweries doing some stuff that when you go watch them, you're just like, oh, man, that's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's... I was going to make a joke and say, okay, we're going to have a hotel and, you know, the new bike rack <laughs> location, but maybe a little bit. Like... You know, in some regard, uh, and maybe that's a far off dream. What can we expect to see at the new location in terms of what's gonna, what's exciting about that space? What are some glass? (laughs) Well, which is good. I mean, except 
who's going to clean all that? No. Yeah, there's lots of glass. <laughs> so, so the biggest thing, and, and Steve, jump in at any point, but I yeah. mean, number one, we get the production at a mm-hmm. capacity right. that, we, that we can. What, where we're at today, we're brewing in a closet. <laughs> and the fact that we brew, yeah, that we blew, true, brewed you know. 660 barrels out of that closet blows mm-hmm. people's minds. Yep. Yeah. Um, we now have a facility that, that allows us to really brew some beer, can some beer, package beer. And then we really think the experience you're going to have in the new tap room, kind of an indoor outdoor yeah. environment, will re- really be something that I think people are going to like a lot. Well, and we learned from we learned from a, a little bit of you know we knew we needed room. Uh, you can't. This was a retrofit building, so you can't have everything you want. Right. <laughs> I mean, we would if if it was a ground up, it would it'd be different. But it works, and um, I think we're going to make it work. But that that experience when people come in, the one element that um, the creative side, the folks that helped us design this, they wanted food to be visible and production to be hmm. visible and beverage to be visible. So they did put a lot of, of glass in it. So I think as you're going, you know, as you guys get a chance to get out there and see it, um, you'll see, you'll be able to peek inside um, the production. We'll have tours, but I mean, wow. it, it gives you kind of that scale of, and I think you've probably been to breweries too, where you know you'd be sitting there in a mm-hmm. restaurant and you get to see the glass wall and mm-hmm. people back there working. So we'll have that. But then the outside, the food trucks, events, you know, there's just there's going to be a lot happening that that I think will just draw people to that facility. And as Jeff mentioned in the, in the upcoming years, as they develop the rest of the Eighth Street Market, the the, the, the uh, modern museum, modern art museum that and i think what was it didn't they tear down another building did you see what was that big metal building yeah that one's gone yeah so i mean <laughs> it's like i didn't even know that one was coming i was like yeah everybody thought hey they need to get rid of that one and and so got leveled very yeah, quickly now you're kind of like what's next you know mm-hmm. and it's right there on the trail both yep. both of our breweries are right on the trail you know i mean or within a you know just a Quick stone's job, throw yeah. from, what uh what will become of the old bike rack location? Um we we've, we've got a 20 year lease on it so we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good to know. Uh, <laughs> I've I've heard I've heard uh whispers of it might become more of an experimental space for more small batch stuff. Yeah. Is that Yeah, that's 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 kind of the, that the, the game dream? plan. Okay. Um, cuz we have all the brewing equipment back there we get to pull some space out of there. Um, and we can do test batches in there. We can, mm-hmm. if you look at all the different breweries, they have some form of test batch. Um, even where we're at today, we have people, you know, our brewers would still go home and do test batches yeah. in their house. Oh, okay. Yep. So it becomes, I mean, it really becomes a very nice homebrew, big homebrew type setup. Oh, okay. where we can do test batches. We'll probably experiment with stuff like maybe there's a team of people who want to try to brew for a day and let, let's, let's see if we can get a team of six people and go create a beer and, and let them, you know, ferment it and, and drink it a week or two later. Fascinating. Yeah. So, Fascinating. yeah, but the tap room, I mean, you know, the, the location, the outdoor setting, we're not going to eliminate that. We'll yeah. just probably rebrand it as either test lab or small batch type stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I think we've, al- we've always had kind of an aspirational, you know, just vision and, and so nice being with the culinary is as you're developing, um, you know, new chefs, but also the chefs that are around here, just collaboration. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big part of, I mean, Josiah has, has really shown that in his, um, you know, tenure in brewing is that, you know, he partners with people um, and with, with people that have a, 
either a good palate or a good chef. And that's the nice thing about beer is that it's seasonal. Um, you know, it kind of follows those, those old, uh, agrarian cycles. Um, so you have your, your lighter beers, you have your session IPAs or your session beers in the summer and it gets darker as you go into the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think it'll give us a chance to really, um, you know, test the limits. And then something Jeff said earlier too, is really make that, you know, Northwest Arkansas, like what's unique about here? Um, you know, what can we do that? that will make it uniquely, whether it's the yeast or, or what do we source here locally, um, that, that can be grown locally. So, so as this has grown, how have you, um, I don't know, how have you, you mentioned that, uh, Steve, that you were, you know, dreaming big and being more creative and being on the administrative side, uh, Jeff, um, how have the others, um, how have they kind of, grown in in their passion uh for the brewery given this like new location and um, recent success well i would say that you know andy one of our partners i mean when we talk about administration jeff would probably agree i mean he's he's in in the numbers he's but the other side um, i think all of us we have a creative side i mean you know jeff with the shirt that you see now and 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 our merchandise whatever it might be I think everyone's gotten to participate in kind of, hey, you know what, I've got a, a little passion here, whether it be a community outreach thing, um, you know, whether it's biking. So everybody's, everybody, I think, has kind of stepped up and carved out little areas that, that they're passionate about. And um, we collaborate, you know, whether it's on... You know, what, what are we going to be doing for, and this is with our, our brewing staff. This isn't just like coming from the owners, like, hey, we're going to brew this. Mm-hmm. It more comes from them and now with Josiah. But I think, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing is everybody's able to kind of find out what do they, what do they like to do um, and, and keep, us, keep ourselves busy, I guess. Something that I've really enjoyed about Bike Rack has been the collaboration with other spaces in Northwest Arkansas or artists in North, Northwest Arkansas. Excuse me. So the fact that we see musicians in there often is really encouraging to me or the fact that Yayo's is in there once a week serving food. Yayo's is exciting by itself mm-hmm. because food. Um, but the fact that I see it can walk into that space and see that there is a a brewery that's bringing other people along into that, whether they're artists or whether they're food people, what with bright water, when you have kind of food on location, uh, what can we expect to see maybe on the art side of that is you talked about events briefly. What are we um, looking to so, see? So I think right out of the gate, you're going to see even before a grand opening where the thing probably of everything I'm most excited about is the space to do a lot more of what, what you're talking about. Okay. Um, we're starting, we're going to be one of the hosts for the songwriter festival at the end of April. Oh, cool. Um, so we'll be doing that for three days. What I really love is the ability to sponsor support artists. Um, Mm -hmm. we have the room to, in our packaging room, it's pretty flexible. We have a, we have the ability to have an artist take over, um, on a Saturday, on a Sunday. Um, and, and Steve is every bit more so even passionate about this space than I am, but 
that to me is really exciting. And, and, and we've, we've got a full-time person we're going to be putting on Jared, um, who his job is to help curate events and drive art Mm -hmm. and drive, um, things to us. Um, because everyone, as he likes to say at times, everyone wants to screw the artist. Hmm. You know, everyone wants this, the artist to come and create the thing for free or, or sing for free or do everything for free. So if we can create a venue where we're fair to them, where, Hey, um, you know, we've done this with the shirt Steve's wearing, um, we'll pay you to create a piece of art that we then want to use on t-shirts and that's how we're going to go forward. And, um, for us, it's, it's something that we're frankly pretty passionate about. Each of us have worked that, that are partners at big companies for quite a while. So, so we're really interested in creating something that's different, um, unique, and not all about um, what's your ROI or what's your bottom line or top line. We're, we're kind of loose. We're kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of disorganized and a little bit like a rugby scrum going forward. <laughs> um, but we're moving forward. Yeah. But I, I think if you try to become too organized too fast, you don't grow. Mm. And you miss opportunities. Like if we hadn't opened the first brewery, and we hadn't built the relationships and done things, we'd never had the opportunity at, um, at the place we're at now. Right. Um, but for, for us, I mean, yeah, I, I, would, I would envision, I would love where we have local artists three, four times a week. Wow. Um, that's would be fantastic. That's incredible, but also sounds really daunting. You know, are there enough? Are there enough? <laughs> you know, yeah. or do we have our favorites? Well, and, and I think you're probably going to get you're going to get, uh, you know, just these fusions happening too. Like we've already seen with art and food and music, mm-hmm. um, film, you know, there's, that's, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of room to, to experiment and having a place to be able to, we've got, we've got some really great folks. Um, I think at first, if, if I were to say like everyone, they'd be like, well, I'm not really sure if you guys really want to hear what I have to say. And we're like, no, we really want to hear what you have to say or what you think. And uh, so we've we we try to foster that, you know, that creativity, um, whether it be in a logo or not logo, but you know, a shirt design or mm-hmm. um, beer style or bringing a certain type of music in or whatever it is. Um, so I think I think we'll probably see an evolution of of you know things that will will keep that place humming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep people coming to it, um, or wanting to come, not just, you know, we're not trying to lure everyone in people. I think will just like the other one. It's just going to be a natural, natural place to, to gravitate towards. And it's neat that, um, all of these things, um, are surrounding the beer, like the beer is the, the focal point, but at the same time, um, that is only the beginning and that spawns into community art, um, just various aspects, Airbnb, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, um, it, it's the beginning, but it's not the entirety of what you do. It's, it's a catalyst. Um, kind of like your brewing beer. Yep. So as long as trivia is still around, I'll still That's hang out. <laughs> I know. Isn't trivia. that awesome? Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, when you can offer people, not just a product, but like you were saying earlier, Jeff, an experience that, wholly transforms a, a customer and the way they interact with the product, right? Um, so if you are offering events three or four times a week where it's like, oh, if we go tonight, we're going to go see Emily Nance perform or whatever, like we're going to go 
hang out with friends, listen to music, eat good food, drink good beer. Like you have created not just some place to go, but that is my Saturday night. Like that mm-hmm. is what I'm doing as I'm hanging out in this space and doing this thing with other people, which I find fascinating and yeah. really exciting. I'm excited for Brightwater for square footage, you know, just to be able to stretch and, you know, <laughs> relax my shoulders a little bit. And there's elbow room in there where there isn't in the old space. Yeah. Um, I've seen, we follow you guys on Instagram. And so I, I've seen the walkthrough of the space and I've seen countless photos from Julian or Jared or, mm-hmm. you know, Erica or whoever it is just like, I think everybody's really excited about what's going on. Oh, yeah. And, um, it's, I mean, I, it's good to hear it from the people who will inevitably be working there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It, but it, you know, it's interesting because I think you give another example when, because all of them were out there today. I, I met them at the, at bright, at the new location today. And we brought them in and we've listened to them. I mean, we made, really significant changes because they looked at things and said, no, I want, I think this would be better this way. Yeah. Um, and you know, when, when you listen or if, if, and there may be a real reason why you can't do something like an example, an example of where we can't is Erica said, I, I don't want all these sinks in the bar. Please get rid of one of them. <laughs> The answer is we won't get approved by the health administration if yeah. we take one out. <laughs> yeah. So I can't yeah. say yes to everything, but we did end up moving the taps from the front to the back because they felt it would interrupt some of the customer mm. connection. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot more significant than taking a sink out. Yeah. Right. Because when you as the you as the managers of a space or you as the owners and founders of a space um, can walk into a room and say, Hey, you're actually the expert here who does this mm-hmm. 30 hours, 40 hours a week. You have the, you know, feet on the ground experience where I come in, you know, however many hours a week, but I'm not actually standing behind the bar, serving people beer, mm-hmm. having those conversations for hours and hours and hours a week. Yep. So I really appreciate that you guys do that because when Erica says, I've been doing this for like, you know, a while now, like, um, if the taps are in the back, like I can make eye contact with people. Um, I really respect and appreciate about that, about you guys. Are there other things that you guys did get to thumbs up from, um, employees? Yeah. I, I mean, Josiah was giddy when he saw the brewery he was getting himself <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. He calls it his hot rod brewery. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. I, I mean, we, we invested heavy to do this right. So we, you know, the biggest concerns he has now is the operational concerns of where we're we going to put all the grain that we need to brew all this beer. Hmm. Um, how are we going to get trucks delivered? I mean, there's a lot of stuff we're working through the logistics. Yeah. And as I always tell Josiah, they're first world problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could yeah. be brewing in that closet. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out, you know, but it, so for us, uh, we, we got the big things right on the, on the new place. Um, in, in Josiah's, you know, he's like a chef, and that's what I like in a brewmaster too, is like a chef, he's going into a situation where he's got a great kitchen. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it may not be fantastic for how's the sushi going to arrive and flow properly. Um, but Steve mentioned earlier, we didn't build this ground up. We took an old Tyson chicken plant mm-hmm. and retrofitted it. Um, mm-hmm. So there were some constraints we had to live with. Had to cut some walls, had to, yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the unique 
design that I think people are going to really like about it. Um, there's a lot of contemporary design with a lot of elements that look like a chicken plant. <laughs> it's uh, gritty. Drives my father crazy. He'll see that. And why isn't that wall finished? Yeah. It's like, that is why finished. Is that, why is that rebar sticking out? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 You're going to have rebar sticking out for sure. Embrace that aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. I feel like places that are from ground up are a little bit more boring anyway. Yeah. So I mean, if you're stale. repurposing, yeah, yeah too, it's a lot too more polished. Boring. Yeah. Yeah. This it's is organic. like a second life. Yeah, in, in us as a group, what we did, um, you know, there was a few different ways we could do this. We knew we wanted to grow it. We, we saw the right opportunity, and we, we frankly decided to do it on our own versus running out and getting a whole lot of outside investors. Hmm. Now, what that entails is, you know, basically signing your life away with banks um, and, and putting yourself in a situation where it better be successful. Uh, but what it does give us is we don't have to spend all our time in meetings with investors trying to explain to them, when they're going to get their money back and how quickly they're going to get their money back. Or the back. decisions yeah. that are being made. Yeah, I mean, our ownership structure's the, the same. Well, you know, we may not always be holding hands and singing kumbaya. Um, it's pretty effective. Um, you know, we, we frankly execute pretty well, even though, it, you know, you don't really ever 100% know who's doing what at all times. <laughs> it gets, I mean, well, and, and case, we get a in, lot done. case in point, <laughs> like I said, too, with, with, with all these approvals, what was like there's probably oh. like at least 13 different levels. And I mean, it. I think we did it really well. And not any one of us yeah. had to like, you know, be overburdened with, with seeing it through. I mean, just this last week, <laughs> we had the ABC come, uh, come down and, you know, Joey, Joey got part of it. I got part of it. Jeff was coordinating, you know, the phone to get it. So it, it worked out. So we, we... <laughs> We, we yeah. work we yeah, pretty I mean, effectively. And, and I mean, the fire marshal's there in the morning, and yeah. it's like, you know, I, I know about it. I'll have it. These guys are going in, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. um, it's worked out. But yeah, we, we probably the most, it. the hardest part is, I mean, all the approvals. It's If I was to, you know, talk to someone about opening a brewery, I'd be, I, that's probably the hard, there's no, yeah. there's no like really well-documented path of here's all the things you need to do and here's when. And all these agencies don't talk to each other and no. they don't really have any vested interest in helping you outside of what's theirs. Yeah. Jurisdiction. Yeah. And we, and we had and the, the federal one, the one that surprised me is we had to do our cans. So you see um, Jeff's, the, that kind of Chevron. Um, so we had to do our can approval and it's not a, it's not a hard process, but submitting the paperwork, you have no idea. You don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know any of this. And I think we got the first one back and I, I think I'd submitted all four cans in one and they simply came back and they said, um, you need to make a correction. You can only do one at a time. So I, then I had to just reapply for four mm -hmm. more, but you know, it's, it's little things like that, that you just, you're like, okay, now I got this. <laughs> so if we're going to do any other can art or anything, no problem. You learn as you go. You, you figure do. it out the first time, and the next time it's a little exactly. bit faster. And we don't we don't get too bent out of shape. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be. Yeah, that's got to be the important thing is that you don't get frustrated because this is uh, first time submitting yeah. art for beer cans. You know that yeah. sort of thing. And, and I think small businesses that that's probably the we do have a good support. Um, you know, um, with ourselves, our employees, but. Um, you know, with with all of the things that we have, you know, to kind of get done, when you're a small business, having good support inside outside, I think is uh, is something that we've seen as, as successful. And you mentioned earlier too, with 
with like Yayo's and, and a lot of the other ones, everybody's just trying to, everybody's trying to make this place cool. Yeah. And so we, you know, we're, we're consistently, you know, you mentioned Mike Ab and a lot of other uh, people that are trying to do Daniel Hens. You know, we're always working with them and saying, you know, what do you guys, what do you need? What are you guys doing? You know, how can we help? How can we collaborate? Um, and, and it just helps them further, you know, their, their mission as well. Do you guys have other things you want to talk about in particular in terms of, oh, you know, bike rack as it exists now, or we're opening soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We don't know when, but soon. (laughs) Yeah. So we, when, when is this going to air? Uh, Monday. 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 Okay. So if all is going well, we will be training and brewing water on Monday. Um, we will be brewing beer on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then kind of the, the thought process, we're going to do a really soft opening Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, not necessarily tell anyone, not blow anything out, but just kind of open and... You just and, did blow it yeah, out. You, just, you literally you, just you blew just it out. Great. Podcast, so. Well, so, <laughs> go ahead. so remember when so you talked about editing? Plan, but, but here's here's the deal. I mean, everything's got to go. I mean, we, we feel pretty comfortable with where everything's at. The right approvals from the health department, they come in Tuesday. Um, you know, the training in the beer. Uh, so, so for us, we're, we're really excited. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's been a long, long journey and mm-hmm. in two years working on this is well underselling it. Cause it's actually been longer than that. If I think about it, mm-hmm. um, we're excited. I'm excited. Peyton can be excited oh, for I'm himself, so excited. but we're excited to see what happens in that space. But so but I think you guys are great examples of because we have fantastic employees. You they 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 make you guys feel like you're a part of the group and a part of a family. Oh, yeah. Um in and, and and that's what makes this business work. And I think the thing you guys have to hold us accountable accountable for is as we grow this thing and that we don't become jackasses and try mm-hmm. to turn it into some multinational with uh thick policy books and HR divisions <laughs> and teams mm-hmm. and um <laughs> <laughs> and we have we have access to you. I've run into both of you guys at Bike Rack before. Yeah. So uh mm-hmm. yeah, you'll um, see us there. I, <laughs> yeah. Have access to I you can guys. ride my bike. <laughs> hey, you, can, you got each direction now. I know. I am set. <laughs> Hop on the trail and see, there you I'm, are. Gonna, I'm gonna go see if I can find my space up on F Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or tenth Street or something. Yeah, so so we're also let me let me talk a little bit about what's going on with the eighth street market as a sure. whole. Because yeah, we're, we're one part of an ecosystem that's getting ready to open. Okay. The whole and you've called it the Brightwater area. That that whole area is about sixty two thousand square feet. Okay. About twenty eight thousand of it is the Culinary Institute. And if you haven't been in there, it's over the top, spectacular. Glenn Mack runs it, he's a pros pro. Um, I think it will end up being a a, a a nationally known culinary institute that people will want to come to. Really, um, and and I say that a lot, like the long, along the lines of Crystal Bridges, uh, a enormous investment by the Walton Family Foundations made it possible. But outside of that culinary institute, there's another about thirty five thousand square feet that we're a part of, and it's called the Eighth Street Market. Um, and the Eighth Street Market is going to be. Uh, Steve mentioned it earlier. There's a lot of food. So you'll have Yayo's going in there at their first physical location. Mm-hmm. You'll have Hello Coco from Fayetteville moving yeah. up. There will be a wine shop. Um, they'll, in the, and then they're working on closing different pe- different uh, different uh, places as well for different shops. There will be a uh, full-service restaurant that's going in. 
um, Rope Swing will be putting a whole new concept in that's outside of the preacher's son and um, outside of um, uh, the press room uh, that is almost like a startup incubator space, about 10,000 square feet with beer, wine, um, oh, a place if you have a job that you can just work from a laptop in a coffee shop, you'll want to go there. Okay. It'll have sunken floors and, uh, and uh, shuffleboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the designs of it are swank. It looks like it should be in uh, Brooklyn. Um, in fact, that's where the most of the concept was taken from. Okay. And then there'll be a live farmer's market where farmers are bringing in foods uh, left and right. And, and, and for us, right outside our glass garage doors that pop open, we'll have four food trucks sitting out there. And, and one of them is actually owned by Brightwater that'll be testing concepts for food entrepreneurship. Wow. Uh, it, it will be, I, I, think, I think it'll be a really cool area. Um, and, and I think our current location will keep doing extraordinarily well mm-hmm. too because it's fantastic to sit out there. And what we're going to do is we're actually just going to mix and match the people. So two nights, say, maybe at the new place, one at the other. We don't want to create an environment that's, oh, that's old bike rack. This is new bike rack. Mm-hmm. Um, Erica's going to run that show. Um, she'll be the, the manager kind of assigning who goes where and who when. And, and we're going to blend them together kind of as a, you know, as, as, a, as a one-two combo. Yeah. Yeah. They're only like, what, eight-tenths of a mile apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are. They're really close. Yeah. But, maybe um, we could run a line from the one. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Underground maybe. tunnel. Yeah, go. but I mean, that A Street is just getting so busy. It is. I mean, when your biggest concern, and I always joke, first world problems are when everyone's complaining about parking. That, I was literally yeah. just about to say that. Okay. <laughs> I love it when people complain about parking. That means people are there. And that where do yeah. you go? You go where people are. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm. Park a little bit further out, get your bike, right. ride it in. You go God. there because it's like, man, I hate the parking, but at least I'm going to see people. Yeah, yeah, we, for well, sure. You gotta, the thing that's nice about downtown is that really everywhere you go, you're on the same level. I mean, he doesn't have to. I mean, it's it's cycling, but it's not cycling. You know? <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. I definitely was most concerned about parking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to say that. That was one of my top concerns. Um so I've seen Bentonville grow in the arts with Crystal Bridges, and as you mentioned, the Contemporary Art Museum going in, and then the bike ra- or the bike uh, trails with bringing in the International uh, Mountain Bike Association. But we haven't, in my mind, we haven't yet seen the culinary grow as much as um, as much as Bentonville loves to push, like we are a culinary scene. Do you think the eighth street market will be most of what that will become? Is that kind of the idea? Steve can has probably a a similar perspective, but my, my thought is absolutely. And this is where we talked about the investment from the, from the Walton family themselves, them investing 15 million, the family foundation into the Brightwater Institute was game is in my mind going to be close to as game changing as crystal bridges. Cause the challenge we have today, we actually have great employees and don't have a real issue at the brewery getting employees because people love to work in beer, mm-hmm. but most of the service industries around this town are scrambling, trying to find people to, to, to work in the in in, in their jobs, hmm. so I I think what you see with the the Walton family especially is a very um, progressive and a very um, deep thoughtful um, approach to this that says this town could implode if we don't build this next generation of chefs, this next generation of servers. I mean, I remember when when some of the nice restaurants here first opened. I went there, and frankly, some of the waitresses didn't know what they were doing. 
Mm. Um, some of the waiters, you could tell they've never worked in the restaurant before just by some of the, the questions they would ask or the way they would serve you or know nothing about certain things. So you have to, you have to build a base and you have to create an area where someone says, I want to be a sommelier. I'm going to go to Brightwater. Mm. I want to be a Cicerone. I want to go to Brightwater. I want to be a fantastic chef. I want to go to, um, uh, I want to go to Brightwater. I want to be, I want to be a good waiter at a nice restaurant, which is a great paying job. I'm going to go to Brightwater and learn for a while and become more educated. Um, I mean, we, we're actually, we have, um, Josiah's taught one of the beverage classes out at the culinary Institute. Okay. And one of our employees, Peter is actually taking mm-hmm. the class. It was, it was kind of interesting watching yeah. that, but I think it's a play to, because we know we've got to build that next level up because ropes one can't go open another restaurant if there isn't anyone to, to run it and yeah. if there isn't anyone to work there. Yeah. Or else you have to bring someone else in from across the country to do it. You know, well, a lot of people just won't. That's where they're struggling. They, okay. they just they they discount the area. They don't know the area, and mm-hmm. they hear, I'm, "I don't want to move to Arkansas. I'm, I'm living in I'm living in Portland, or I'm living in you know Seattle. Why in the world would I ever want to come to, yeah. to you know Podunk, Arkansas?" Yeah, <laughs> I've I've heard a couple of times, and I want to see if you guys think this is true. Having been here for a while, I've heard it said a couple of times that Bentonville could become the next Austin, the next Nashville, the next that sort of flavor of city. What do you guys think about that? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think with the mix of elements, I mean it'll be unique uniquely its own, but I think the thing that we're already seeing is it's uh you've had a lot of people go out um and look at the best of the best or look at what is a good community need? Uh, I, you know, early on, this is even before we got into our current location. I remember we, we were looking at the early city planning. Um, uh, so the city was, the, the city early on was saying, hey, look, folks, we want to do big things. Um, we want to kind of strategically plan out. I mean, we're in the arts district. There's the market district. You know, you start to look at these districts. They didn't, they didn't just happen last month. Um, so I think that strategic planning early on um, is going to create that foundation so that you are going to have, I mean, if you need a little bit of eclectic, you know, like Austin, that's going to, the music scene or the, the, the culinary scene. I, I mean, like this, the, the festival, the, uh, songwriters, uh, Bentonville film festival, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're going to get mixed reviews. I, I heard somebody make a comment not too long ago. They're like, well, you know, this is third year, but like, you know, just, Think about it. The museum, when it first came, everybody's like, well, what are we going to do with the museum? <laughs> you know? And now it's like, I've, you know, I find myself going there so often. I mean, I have, I have older, my kids are a little bit older, but, and they love to go. And we, you know, now it's a part of, of who we are. So if I go somewhere else, we're like, Hey, let's, let's see what museums and, and 10 years ago, I don't think you'd have, you, you'd, you know, I would have been there. Um, so I think that's the thing that for us that, that are here, we're going to get to experience that it's going to be an attraction where people from outside, they see it. They'll, they'll feel that magic. You know, I think when they, when it, when they get here. Hmm. Yeah. Been to Austin really recently. I mean, Austin, Austin's a stretch. I mean, you, I, I love to say we want to be Austin until you go to Austin and you see the skyscrapers and you see the, <laughs> yeah. the enormity of it. Yeah. Um, but I think this place is magical. Um, I, I, I really do. Um, I think, the, the natural resources we have here with the university here, I think the way that the towns kind of bounce against each other, 
they each offer something different. They each offer something unique mm-hmm. that's really special. Um, and I can only talk personally. I have zero desire to ever leave here. Um, yeah. I think it's a great place to live. I think that the, the mountain bike trails, the art museum, I mean, there's like three or four things that have just radically changed this place to make it extraordinary. Hmm. Um, and what I love about, um, cause I was recently was at the Capitol factory in, in Austin and they really attract entrepreneurs in an amazing way. And the first sign says, don't move here. It's hot. Everyone hates it. Stay away. You know, cause they have 150 people move it. A, a, a day there holy um so but but i think you know and, and this is a place with entrepreneurs this is a place if you want to start a business you should come yeah mm-hmm. this is yeah. a place if you want to be on the part of something and get connected come and there's a there's a lot of significant people it's just early mm-hmm. i mean we're if 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 we're going to be austin we're austin of the 1970s yeah um, it, it's early and the magic of it being early is it's small enough you can still make relationships and know the people yes yeah that's what was really fascinating to me prior to moving here and then uh, more and more realizing as I kind of have been here for almost a year. So mm-hmm. I've not been here long. Um, but thinking that good grief, that area is just growing so much. There's so many cavities opening up for people to insert themselves and create something in that space. It was really enticing to me is you know, a guy in his twenties thinking like, man, there's some opportunity there. If people just take the initiative to go be a part of it, they can create almost whatever they want to create. Cause the money's there, the opportunity's there, the culture is growing there. Uh, people are moving there looking for more things to do or be a part of or participate in. Um, so I think that's really great that I hear you say that having been here for yeah, I mean, 16 years. things that blow my mind, um, and I was, I'm a member of the Chamber of Commerce, and I was with uh, the mayor of Bella Vista last week, or week before last, and, and I mean, the growth in Bella Vista now mm-hmm. is enormous, and it's all young families, it's young people moving mm-hmm. there, because the bike trails have changed stuff, Yeah, and it's become, you know, that's the place you go get a value on a home, and go to, a, you know, go do things. If you'd have told me 10 years ago that Bella Vista would be hot with people <laughs> in their twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, that would have been unbelievable. I mean, I would have blown my mind and mm-hmm. I say 10 years ago, even seven, eight years ago, I would have, I couldn't even have comprehended it. Now I totally get it. Right. Yeah. And it, and it, it plays with Bentonville. It plays with Rogers. It plays with Springdale, with Fayetteville, with, I mean, even Siloam, you go over as far as Siloam, Siloam's getting really cool. Things are popping. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Greenway, you know, the Greenway is, is that, that connection too. And that's yeah. been extended up in there. And the thing about, you know, not to get off into to Bella Vista, but you know, before Emba, you'd mentioned Emba. Mm-hmm. Some of that, tra- the back 40 opened up last fall. And, you know, and it's like, I, I, that's what I have a hard time, you know, like remembering like, Oh goodness, it did. It just opened up. And then, and Kohler Kohler, open and it blows our minds. Yeah. And so you, you have that. And there is, you look at the, if you go on the website and you look to see what they're going to do, it's going to go out past Loch Lomond. It's like, it is going to be insane. Um, the amount of, of, of single track that's going out there. So yeah, it's, you know get ready <laughs> so batten down the hatches and plan to stick around for a few years yes and yeah we'll see some wild stuff if we care to be a part of it well and zach it's really funny you bring up like that people say it's going to be the next austin because 
I honestly hate when people say that. <laughs> yeah. Because like you said, this place is magical, but it's like far different than any of the areas that have developed in the first place. But at the same time, there is this um, creative element underneath, but Bentonville is such a unique, um, Northwest Arkansas as a whole is such a unique dynamic. Um, like you said, with all four cities having something to offer um, and just the rapid development um, and the amount of capital here, that's, that's all unique. And so I'm really excited to see Bentonville not try to pattern itself uh, after something else, but to be its own unique yeah. thing. I think what would be funny though, I've talked about Northwest Arkansas as a whole being like a city that got squished across 30 miles of interstate. Um, and my dream is that we never see a skyscraper in Northwest Arkansas almost. Yeah. Cause if I feel like that's when you lose it is like, Oh, this is what this is now. You know, um, I think it'd be really great if we just could stay almost like a city with, different elements to it squished across 30 miles of interstate, but then still see a lot of the cool development like we are seeing. Um, so yeah, there's know. no center to it. Right. When yeah. I describe living here all the time, I'm like, you're living in a suburb of Kansas city without a city, but mm -hmm. a great, great city of a suburb of Kansas city. Without yeah. A city. Yeah. Because a great su a suburb wouldn't have crystal bridges in it. it yeah. And they wouldn't have three of fortune 500s top companies right at their doorstep mm -hmm. to, Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating area and I've loved, loved living here. Um, that is my one thing that I'm like, if there's one reservation about it growing really fast, it's, I really would hate to see a skys skyscraper in Northwest Arkansas, <laughs> yeah. but where would you put it? <laughs> like, but you know. I think, I think the growth of the area is some of the same concerns we have with the growth of a bike, with the bike rack. Do, mm -hmm. do you lose the thing that makes it successful mm -hmm. and the thing that yeah. You know, that that's cool about it as you grow, as you make it, is it going to become sterile? Yeah. And that's going to be the first things you guys will look at as you go in there is, does this, is this like, is this sterile? Does it have a, you know, does it have a soul to it? Mm -hmm. Does it have authenticity? Yeah. yeah. Well, Zach, if it makes you feel any better, Bentonville has a rule that you can't build anything higher than three stories. Oh, good. So, Very you true. know, Bentonville's <laughs> fine. I don't know about everyone. Crisis averted. Fayetteville has yeah. a has a couple buildings that are a little bit taller than uh -oh. that. But, Gotta uh, knock them down. <laughs> Gotta get, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't have to knock anything down. Uh, um. Anyway, thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk with us. Absolutely I loved hearing just entrepreneurial perspective and just the development perspective of the area, but also just the the beauty of bike rack itself. So, where can people go to keep up with you guys? Or what can we do to support you guys in the endeavor that you are participating in? <laughs> well, we've got two locations. <laughs> yeah, come drink our beers would be great. We'd love to see you at the new location or the old location. Um, best way to follow us is, frankly, Instagram, Facebook, uh, yeah. Twitter. Um, it's all out of Bike Rack. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty easy. Just search Bike Rack Brewing and you'll find it. Um, and, uh, we keep pretty, pretty, everything pretty well updated uh, through, through those three. Yeah, and it'll be exciting to see us, um, you know, more taps because we will have beer that we yeah. will now be able to get get out more and uh, cans. So I think that's that's where people will be able to. Yep, I'm excited to bring home a can of bike rack oh, yeah. beer. Not as much as Steve and I. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, that that's like the coolest thought in the whole world <laughs> is having. Walking over to because growlers are great, but it's a commitment when you yeah. crack that growler. Oh, yep, you drink mm -hmm. that yep. thing. Yeah. You gotta you gotta down it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, especially if you got something going on, forty ounces of a high gravity beer can 
can set you back the next day. A little bit. Just yeah. Yeah, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff wants that beer fridge full of oh, <laughs> bike yeah. rack. Because you just want one at a time. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, I want to switch from an I, our IPA to our Amber to sure. our Golden. Sure. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. bounce back and forth. Yeah. And just, I just want to look at the can. Yeah. <laughs> I did this. I want to hit Kohler Mountain with my backpack full yes. of our beers. <laughs> That's awesome, guys. I'm super excited to see the new location when it's all finished up. I'm probably going to be there all the time, uh, as we already are, but um, come hang out and see it. I'm excited to have some cans in my fridge. Love. I love everything you guys on have, have on tap and Josiah seems like a great addition. So I'm excited to see what that means and looks like in the future. So I appreciate you guys coming on and hanging out with us. Anything else you guys want to plug? Nope. Thanks no, for having good. us. Yeah. Thank you guys. This All has right. been great. Yeah. Appreciate it. So my favorite part of, well, okay. I can't pick a favorite. It's really difficult, but uh, I loved talking about, local business and how local business works and, you know, having a case study right there and then of how a local business thrives in Northwest Arkansas specifically, specifically you have this developing area, you know, you have Brightwater up and coming and even, you know, they said they were in conversations for over, over a year or year or so, two two years, like to get a space in Brightwater and, that's that's fascinating that there's so much behind the scenes in local business that you just don't you don't see or you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it makes it a little more daunting and a little scarier to start something up um, because there's this element of for me anyway. I hate paperwork. I'm kind of like <laughs> Steve in that I'm kind of a dreamer, and then let's go do the thing. I'm not someone who cares a ton about submitting for separate proposals for can art over like just like that is so uninteresting to me and just but paperwork is daunting well yeah but you still have that long-term motivation of like i have this dream and whatever it takes to make it a reality i'm willing to do yeah so i mean nobody enjoys the paperwork part but it's it's one of those things where it's like okay if i knock this out then i'm one step closer to achieving my dream yeah yeah that's fair but yeah, no, I, I completely agree with your perspective. You know, like it's... <laughs> Thanks um, for affirming me. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, also, just the development of Bentonville and its context in Northwest Arkansas and Northwest Arkansas's development. Yeah. I love conversations like that. I've had numerous conversations with various people, various perspectives mm-hmm. outside of this podcast um, about the development of this area specifically. Mm-hmm. And, and I am fascinated yeah. by it the 8th street market thing seems like it's going to be neat for food mm-hmm. like i said in the interview i think this area has become a bike mecca place an art sort of mecca for our area for sure um but food has always been something that i was like really culinary is the other thing that bentonville wants to pick up and get behind because i haven't seen a ton of like really developed food stuff. And that's what this eighth street market is. Sounds like it's going to be like is a lot of food centric sort of stuff, which I'm excited to see. 
And, you know, you do have stuff on the Bentonville Square, but it hasn't really reached its full maturity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Everything's kind of in its experimental phase and nothing is, everything is still developing. Everything is, you know, becoming a food place, but not, yeah, you're right during the interview. It's not necessarily there right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what that ends up looking like and what that means for this area in terms of culinary development and how that's going to overflow to other spaces. And I'm curious how it affects Bentonville. Well, as a Bentonville resident, just how it will affect things, not just immediately, but you know, years down the line. Mm -hmm. I'm highly curious. Yeah, for sure. Well, Northwest Arkansas, don't let them put up any skyscrapers and we'll be fine. That's right. (laughs) I'm going to need all of you guys to fight. Remember that three stories is the limit thing. I was serious about that. (laughs) Fight fight the sky. Hashtag fight the skyscrapers. Hashtag fight skyscrapers for Hey Hey NWA and Backcrack Brewing. And for the, 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 the sake of, for the sake of downtown feeling, hometown feeling. That's right. I love it very much. Well, thanks for listening this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Steve and Jeff. Um, and we will see you next week.